Welcome to All the Things with the Magical Cartographers. We're your hostesses, Mel, changemaker and goddess, Jocelyn, story warrior, Ish, soulscape strategist, and KJ, expressive and compassion creatrix. We're here because we're sick of seeing women unable to be themselves or fulfill their potential because of tired old systems and paradigms. With these jam sessions, we're going beyond surface level conversations. If you're done talking, we're ready to be seen and heard. Hanging with us will inspire you to map a new way forward in your relationships, career, health, and how you show up for yourself in the world. Are you ready to join us? Well, oh my gosh, we are back together. We are reunited and it feels so good. We are super high right now. (laughs) Yes, that was an intentional pause. We are super high right now of excitement because all of this love we have been receiving about the podcast, about getting this started, about how necessary these conversations are, have been streaming in. And so we are just through the moon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening and for sharing how this is resonating with you. It means so much to us. And so we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it because we have talked now in two episodes about exiting. And so that's it. As Ish likes to say, we're done. (laughs) We're done exiting. And now it's time for new beginnings. Mm. It's a new year. It's going to be a new season pretty soon. And beginnings are a tough conversation. In theory, they sound exciting. They sound fun. Like, oh, I'm going to start again. But once you start digging into starting again, a lot of drama comes with that but they're so necessary. And so today we are going to be talking about new beginnings and what that actually means. So many months ago, the Magical Cartographers had a live discussion about self-care and we talked about real self-care, not the bullshit self-care of oh, I'm going to have some bath bombs and some wine and I'll be a new me, right? Maybe I'll get a vaginal steam and it'll be brand new. (laughs) Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. But that's not self-care. That's not starting anew. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to start the conversation with really what does starting over, we'll start there with starting over. What does that mean to each of you ladies? Think about starting over again. We do it constantly. Sometimes in a day, you're starting things over again. But if you think about something big in your life, what does that feel like for you? Starting over again. I love the silence, but since Jocelyn- I'm just waiting for you to pick somebody because that's how we No, I know. Normally I like to pick people, but Jocelyn picked herself. I picked myself. I'll jump for it. Go for it, babe. I think there's always the starting over energy and excitement of there's a new possibility. This is a new opportunity. I'm thinking of times when I've started over. And then there's also the sheer terror of starting over because not all beginnings are coming out of necessarily a good place. Sometimes you're getting away from someplace you don't want to be. And sometimes you're just moving on to something exciting, like I'm going to go live in a new city or I'm going to go to a new school or I'm having a new relationship. 
And we physically moved eight years ago and it was exciting and it was wonderful, but it was also frightening and sad because we left family behind. We left friends behind and we left relationships behind that we knew weren't going to travel with us. We knew we left relationships behind that were going to be strained by the distance. So I think it's that double headed thing of it's good and it's bad. But I think starting over is very necessary. We have to keep starting over, even if it's 20 times in a day or a major thing once or twice in our lives. There's no getting out of it. We're always starting something over. Yeah, I love that you mentioned the loss that comes along with starting over again, because that's just a reality, right? As we evolve, anytime there's something new, we have to make room for it. So that's going to require some amount of loss, but necessary loss. Yeah, I think that's really important. And Ish, just because you look so ready. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm just taking it in. Jocelyn is so spot on. Yeah. So is there a time that you can think of that was pivotal for you that was about starting something over again? Well, I don't know, because Mel, you're psychic. So I think you use the word <laughs> pivotal very intentionally. So I think of starting over, not necessarily as starting over, but as a pivot. And so you sort of have these experiences that happen to you and they impact how you view the world and who you are. And then you have to make a change because you can't be the way that you were. And I mean, 100% agree with Jocelyn, like everything that she said is spot on, but I will just give a little bit about what my journey has been over these last few years and meeting you ladies is that we've talked about this. Part of my entrepreneur journey has been finding community. And I've found community. I mean, I've been looking back and thinking through all of these things that have happened and finding community in the middle of a pandemic virtually, I mean, is pretty amazing, I think, because we look at social media and all of this stuff as such bad things. But I've had such great things that have come about from it. Before this episode even began recording, we were talking about a word of the year and I was struggling with what my word of the year was. And now I've come to it, which is me. So that's a pivot, right? It's like a change, like it's a new beginning that I'm really going to focus on. I found my community. So because I found my community of support, which is really important, now I can really focus on me. I don't know. In some ways, I think that that's like a flip of how we tell people to do things. We tell people like, who are you? I am a soulscape strategist. I'm all about figuring out who you are, what you want to do, who you want to be. But what I have found is that in my journey, having that community allows me to really focus on myself and be deeply selfish. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring that in. I was going to uh, make you say it again. Wait, yeah. I'm sorry, what was that <laughs> word you used again? Selfish. <laughs> Yeah. So that's that's my perspective on that. And again, I just have to sort of echo, Mel, what you said and what Jocelyn said, that there is some loss in that. And you have to put some things away and it's okay. It's okay to let go of some things. And I don't think that we value or talk about that enough and make it okay enough for people that there are seasons and it's not that you can't come back around, but sometimes you have to put something away in one season So you have that growth and you have that push forward for yourself. So my season now is me and I have you all and so many other people that I have met over these last few years that are helping in that journey. And that idea of, I mean, we can't all be selfish, but that idea of getting to a time in your life, a phase in your life 
where you understand how important it is to focus on you as an individual. What do I need? Because there are all these phases where within a family, we're a child and there's this family unit that you are working within and then you grow out of that and maybe you go away to school or you start a relationship and a new family. So now you're in this new place and it's easy to get lost in who you are along the way. And when we talk about starting again, starting over again, it can feel really heavy because it's, again, back to the loss because you are losing potentially things. You're farther away from the familiar. But if we can flip that a little bit and talk about like, oh, my gosh, what endless possibilities there are now. And even though we spent so much time, KJ, talking about exiting and the drama and the bullshit that comes along that pushes us to these exits. And yeah, a lot of times these new beginnings come out of bullshit, but that's okay. Flowers grow best in shit. So true. Right? (laughs) So that was my segue into you, KJ. (laughs) Talk about rising from the ashes or rising the shit pile the shit. or the manure <laughs> from the manure. I will take that honorable position of rising from the manure. Oh, gosh, ladies, you've already got me a little bit misty eyed with what oh. we've spoken about today. Oh, here it comes. It could also be the wine. <laughs> but probably it's just wine, juice. Combination. It's wine juice coming out of your eyes. Wine juice. But it's probably the combination of being in the presence of such glorious, glorious beings as yourself. I'm just so honored that I call you my people. You're my tribe. I think of renewal. I think of replenishment. I think of recovering. And as I'm writing down these words that have bubbled up for me, I've noticed that the majority of them start with the prefix of re, R-E, which simply means again. And it reminds that there's a cycle, there's a season there's a chance to return. So while I can find new beginnings exciting, I also find them revelatory, but also a chance, a chance to honor. And again, that re, but that reassess and reacclimate and then renew because we're here in this plane, however long, which really isn't that long when you think about it. And we have this opportunity to see how we can make as many connections, as many impressions, discoveries of what we can and cannot do. So I really look forward to beginnings. But for instance, in the last couple months since I did turn in my notice and leave that job that we spoke about in the first couple episodes, it's been extremely tumultuous. There have been highs and there have been lows. You ladies were there for me when I nearly lost my mind because I was moving out of a really scared place. I took on another new job (laughs) days after. Of course, right? Days after I had left the corporate job, I was just like, you know what I could also do? Was it days? I feel like it was the next day. I feel like the next day, you were like, like, oh, by the way... I'm working in a bookstore. I I thought you already had it lined up as a possibility before you were even going out the door. Thanks, ladies. That's right. You're keeping me accountable. (laughs) It wasn't days. That's what we do here. (laughs) We we keep it real. We're going to be accountable because that's how we, you know, history is seen through rose-colored glasses. Is that the phrase? And so it's really important for us to have our people around to be like, "Mm, girl, no, let me remind you. Let me pull these receipts out because you did a lot 
but you did so much to get beyond those things. So it's not that accountability is for growth, but also to like, remember your magic. Remember the extra shit that you piled on yourself, but yet still rose out of that manure. (laughs) But the support too. I mean, KJ, honestly, we're all like, okay, bookstore. Okay. All right. Let you do it. That's what you need, girl. Okay. That's what's going to be right here. And that's important. That's important because it was so, you needed that. You needed to be out of that world and that trauma of KJ trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You needed to be away from that trauma. And I think that experience gave you those moments away. And then you're like, oh, no, I can't do this. (laughs) Well, and don't you also think it sometimes makes it easier to quit one thing when there's another begin? I mean, it's like it's like a rebound job. Well, that's exactly what happened. Yes, It's so much easier to quit one thing. Mm -hmm. So much better than a rebound relationship. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what it was. And it made sense to me because I'm like, but I love words. <laughs> I like great and I like books. I think you said that. I think I you think said that to us. And you yeah. all were like, that's great, babe. That's great. Like, oh, yes. Oh, if we could, that, pet, if we could nice. pet you, like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sweet little girl. Have all the words. Yeah. All the we, words. we knew that rebound job wouldn't last. Go have fun with that rebound job. Go out. Yeah. Get what yeah. you need. Yeah. yeah. Well, I stayed with that rebound job for four weeks. It might have been five. And it was so revelatory. And once I said to you all, and also said it out loud, I just said that was completely out of fear because I felt the scarcity and I felt like I did the, what the fuck did I just do? So my It's also a testament to that a decision is not an ending. It's an opening. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And since I left the bookstore, I have now just opened up this landscape of all of these new opportunities and programs and projects that I'm working on that I don't know that I ever could have done unless I had walked through that bumpy terrain of leaving the corporate job and then starting a bookstore (laughs) and saying yes to a whole bunch of things that in actuality were mirrors to show me. I think you already have, I think you already have what you need. You have your resources. But we'll let you do you and you can <laughs> come back around and let us know when you're ready. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mel, Mel's petting yeah. me right now. Yeah, I'm petting you again. Like, oh, she yes. Like, okay. Yes. Go ahead and We're do okay. that. We are here for you. We love you. Yeah. But yes, I love that so much, KJ, that notion of having the space to experience that. And to be able to be secure enough in who you are as an individual, right, at some point to stop and just look around and see, okay, what is it that I said I was going to do now? Okay, why am I doing this now? Do I need to do this now? Let me see what's happening and reevaluate because together we talk about all this all the time that when you make a choice, it's not forever. Yes. You get to make another choice. Yes. The re Yes. You get another chance. So re- re-choose. I mean, it's not a word, I guess, but it's going to be. It is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jocelyn, add it that way. into the lexicon. Re-choose <laughs> so that it will fit in. Re-chosen. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. You don't know. None of us know the potential that's out there if we don't step off the cliff a little bit. So in tarot terms, this would be the full card. It's funny, I was thinking about this earlier today, and this idea of starting again is that energy is scary, but it's so necessary. It can feel naive, 
is a word that pops into your head once you're pushed into a corner, something bad happens, you're nervous, you're scared, you're anxious. So you react to something that may seem very simple. I think in the moment, KJ, this bookstore felt simple and safe and it's not going to require me to think too hard. Like I know words, I know books, Mm -hmm. I can be here. This is something that I can do and really enjoy. And it would be simple. It's not going to challenge me. It's not going to make me emotional. And that's what you needed in that moment. But that naive thinking that I don't want to be stressed. I want life to just be simple and easy. And I don't want to be challenged. That's a good segue to get you from point A to point B. But you can't live in that space. Your magic does not live in that space. Mm -hmm. And so you found that, yes, that was a little buffer for you. And the minute you recognize that, okay, I caught my breath. Now, what do I need to be doing? You were like, oop, this bookstore is not going to work because I need space to sparkle, to shine. Right, Ish? Oh, All the yeah. sparkles and all the shine. All the, all the sparkles and all the <laughs> I know shine. how much you love the sparkle and shine. <laughs> and so that pushed you then out into doing all these new, creative, boundless things that you're doing. But you needed that. In order for you to really start again, you needed that little buffer. We all do. It's like we throw ourselves off the cliff and then we need a parachute to help us get down and then we can take that parachute off and then keep going. Bottom of the visualizations. That's Jocelyn. (laughs) That's like our story warrior. Warrior. That's right. I'm going to throw this back to you, Mel, and to Jocelyn after that, because Mel, I think you are the madam. So we're going to stay away from the word master and they're all going to stop me because they know what I'm going to say next, which starts with the P and the C word, but no C word. (laughs) But but you and Jocelyn have both had a lot of new beginnings to where you are now. So Mel, now I want you to talk a little bit about that. And Jocelyn, I want you to talk about it too, because you've done quite a few different things getting to this point now. Yeah. Well, I'll start with the, I guess, starting over again, because in my mind, there are two kind of separate things that can happen when we talk about beginning. So starting over, I've been divorced, right? So relationships, I mean, there are plenty of other relationships that also ended and there was some restart that happened there. Career-wise, yeah, there have been a lot of restarts, but I think For me, a big restart that would segue into new beginnings was I've had lots of different types of careers. And I have been fortunate enough to be able to, even though I don't think I recognize it in the moment, to be able to follow a passion to get into another career field. So on paper, my career, my line there doesn't make any sense. You might have to post this on the page. Right. Yeah. It's completely nonsensical. It's just like, what do you mean? Those things are not interconnected. But each of those jobs that I was in came to pass because either I met a person who I found fascinating and needed to be around. And so I stalked them for a job or I heard about a position that just seemed amazing that I felt like, my gosh, I could do that. And so I stalked them for a job. I don't know if you're picking up a theme here. Or it was just an experience that I wanted to challenge myself. And so, well, in that instance, I didn't stalk anybody for a job, but it was all about allowing myself to experience something new. In numerology, I'm a five, which is all about change. I'm married to a four who fours are very about stability. 
four legs on a table, grounded square. She wants things to be this way. And that's very comfortable. She retired from a job. For a five like myself, that is like a death sentence. Thinking of being in a place, doing a thing long enough to retire from, I can't even imagine what that is. So for me, change comes very easy, comes very naturally. I feel very comfortable with it and it's necessary. So starting over again isn't the scary piece for me. Yeah, I mean, the loss of people, the need to figure shit out again is there. But those things aren't really the scary things for me when I think about starting over again. For me, the scary part about starting over would be not am I going to be good enough at this, but how am I going to know that I'm really good at this? What I love about this group of ladies is that we're all so different and we have such different perspectives that we get to hear these different sides and these conversations. I don't think we've specifically talked about this amongst ourselves before, but that is always the challenge for me. I believe in myself like 100%. And I will tell people and they might think it's ego. If I am interested and I say I'm going to do something, I have full confidence in myself that I can do anything I put my mind to anything. No question. The hard part for me is convincing me that I'm good enough at it, that I'm doing it enough. And so that is often my barrier when it comes to starting over again. Not, ooh, it's scary to do a new thing. It's, ooh, how am I ever going to know if I'm good enough at this? It's the trust in ourselves, right? Yeah. And what you bring out is, I think, what the majority of women struggle with is how do I trust myself enough to know that this is the right thing for me? You know, being you, right? Yeah. Because what what are you comparing that to? Our biggest battle is with ourselves Mm. and trusting our inner intuition. And so what I see in your trajectory or in what your life plan has been that is unfolded in front of you is that you have that trust in yourself because you have made such, I mean, Mel has had every job, every career, (laughs) maybe with the exception of being a physician, but if she wanted to do it, she's Mm going to do it. Mm -hmm. So you have that trust in yourself, then you make that decision. And then there are external influences, right? This is where we let the external stuff sort of get to us and make ourselves question. Because most of the time we talk about, and I'm not trying to go back to the exit interview, but part of it is, well, how long have you been at your career for? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, <laughs> oh, you were only there three months? Well, oh, you must not be trustworthy. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. I don't know. No, like, I figured I, that shit out. It only took me three months. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll say in all transparency, like, yeah, it's the way I've looked at things before. But now when you expose yourself to a lot of different ways of thinking and people, you're like, well, maybe it had nothing to do with that because that's my perspective. And so being able to look at somebody, so I love listening to your career trajectory because, so I say career, but I don't mean one thing. It's just your life trajectory has just been amazing. Yeah, Jocelyn, I think you have to weigh in here because I feel like you've had maybe not to the extent of Mel. (laughs) <laughs> just different but, just different yeah well you've had a lot of different aspects of your career well mel i feel a complete kindred spirit sense with you when you're talking about how on paper none of it makes any sense right thank god i haven't needed a resume in forever because it would just be like the weirdest looking thing <laughs> i resonate entirely with the scary part is not about starting over Looking back at my life, I'm constantly looking for change. 
I grew up in the same house, but I changed schools eight times. Mm -hmm. I would come home and tell my parents I'm not going back there. And it would be like, okay, well, what do you want to do? Well, I've researched this and this is what I want to do. And I'm going to figure out how to do it. So I've always been, which is very strange because there's a part of me that's very stable and secure. And then there's this other part that's like constantly bungee jumping out from the stable platform and going and trying all of these new experiences. So I think I crave that adventure of starting over. Who am I going to meet? What's going to happen on the other side? And I very much trust that I'm going to be able to handle it as well. And it's exactly what you said. I believe in myself and I know I can handle it. There's just that sense of, am I going to be good enough? How do I know when I'm good enough? How do I know when I have reached that level? That just echoes so deeply with me. It's that, okay, how do I measure this? Do I need to measure this? Does it matter? That's important. Mm -hmm. And I want Mm -hmm. you guys all to talk about that a little bit. Like, Mm. where does this like, does it matter? What is good enough? Where does that come from? Isn't that the thing that we need to like do away with? It's not money. I mean, I think we have fallen into this trap of you're not good enough unless you're a six figure, seven figure, eight figure, 29 figure business. Oh, can I I be a 29 figure business? I want to be a 29. Yeah. Like as entrepreneurs, you're not good enough until you have reached this obscene measure. Then that's a trap we fall into. Mm. What do you do and how much do you make? That's what defines us. In my industry, how many books have you sold? Are you a best-selling author? Are you a traditionally published author? There's these measures that get put on these ridiculous measures that really, at the end of the day, don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Are you happy? Does yeah. your life bring you joy? Yeah. We don't ask, are you happy with what you do? How much joy do you make a year? <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we don't have those conversations. Mm-hmm. I would say as well have to acknowledge that I'm in a place in my life where I am stable. I'm in a beautiful marriage where my wife is not going to let me go hungry. And so I do have that flexibility. Now, I didn't always have that flexibility. I worked a lot of shit jobs because I had to pay the bills. I had to feed children. So I recognize where I am in my point of privilege at this point that I have created enough of a stable environment that it does allow for a lot of leeway there. I think that's important that if you're early in your career and you got to work, go make that money, do what you got to do. But there has to be a point in time where you say, I need to stop worrying about starting over again in terms of playing it small and just paying the bills. And I really have to start this new life. And so if we now talk about that new life and what that brings to us when we're starting something new, all of it comes from our experience. Nothing is going to be brand new for us because we're bringing us along for the ride. But starting new to me feels more like transformation, right? So when people talk about change within coaching, let's say there's change, getting people to change. And then there's this transformation. There's this another level where it isn't just about how can I change some things about myself or about what I do for a living or my whatever, that now morphs into, I don't even want to do the majority of those things. I'm still going to be me, but I'm ready for this full-blown, big-ass, magical version of myself now. What does that mean for me? 
how can I start this brand new, huge adventure? And I think, Jocelyn, that's really where, you know, when you moved into finding what felt good, like working now as a book coach and having not just the freedom to not be measured as much against unknown, ridiculous standards, but just for yourself, that feels like the transformation versus like, I made some changes and now I'm doing this. I couldn't have done this 20 years ago. I mean, I wasn't in a place probably to do it. I wasn't set up to do it 10 years ago. And stable-wise, sure, I was stable-supported-wise. I had the support of family and friends, and I could have done it. But me, in turn, I wasn't there yet. Some of this, I wasn't ready for the self-care that was going to be necessary to Mm. be here. Mm. Yes. Thank you so much for being here and make sure to tune in next time where we will continue this discussion and talk about the bullshit barriers that imposter syndrome puts up and asking, when do you know when it's time for something new? Of course, we'll also be talking about all the things. So make sure to come back and join us. Love y'all. Thanks so much for listening in. We hope you had as much fun as we did. If so, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening right now because you don't want to miss our next juicy conversation. And speaking of conversations, make sure to join us for all the things live. That's right, live, where we continue the conversation from this episode and invite you to weigh in live and in color. TTYL, for all the 40s and over, that's talk to you later.